Hi everyone, sorry for the skip in the DT sharing. I was feeling sick, but I feel much better today. So we're continuing on with 2 Timothy and we're in chapter 3. And there's this very disturbing list of what people will be like in the last days. For this DT, I wrote out a list of all the descriptions of the people in the last days and put them into categories. And one thing I realized was that the very first description, lovers of self, was very poignant. All the other descriptions flow from this one aspect that's in all of us actually, which is being a lover of the self. If you're a lover of the self, then you'll be a lover of money because you like the prestige and comfort it promises. If you're a lover of self, you'll be a lover of pleasure like it says in verse 4, rather than a lover of God. And of course, if you're a lover of self and extremely self-centered, there's no room in your life to consider God or to properly love and honor Him. I think the description that is most shocking, however, is the last one in verse 5 that says, Such people have an appearance of godliness but deny its power. These people are Christians who claim to know and follow Jesus, and on the outside they have an appearance of godliness. I think this is a huge warning for us, and this list, though shocking as it is when we put it all together, is a pretty apt description of the culture we live in and what's inside of us. It's so natural to be a lover of self, we don't need to practice or work hard at it. It's so easy to love and to be enamored with money and the comforts and security and the pleasure, whether it's mind-numbing or the darker kinds. It's all around us in media and oftentimes it's what our friends or family members encourage us to pursue. And it's in our sinful nature to be attracted to these things so that we need to be on guard. We need to be separate, receive accountability because we're sinful, frail, and susceptible to these temptations. Lately, I've been thinking about this more, about Christians falling into sin, because recently there's been a story of a famous Christian falling into sin publicly and really disgracing the name of Christ. It's sad. And just historically, churches and leaders have been destroyed because of some scandal with either sex or money. Usually, it involves a person being isolated, living a double life, not being in close community, and not having accountability. It's sad to see the train wreck they leave behind with many disillusioned or disgusted. And I think it'd be easy to say that's them and distance myself and think that will never happen to me or our church, but I really want to take it as a warning. We're all frail and sinful, and on our own, we would fit the description of the less of people in the last days. So all the more we need to fight to be lovers of God, to fear Him, to meditate on the fact that He sees everything that we do, and take the exhortation from yesterday's DT and flee the evil desires of youth together. So that leads us to verse 14. It says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. Apostle Paul says, But as for you, meaning we don't have to follow the way of those Christians who have an appearance of godliness but live as a slave to sin. No, we can choose to instead follow the examples we have been given in Scripture and in our own lives. And it's a great privilege that we do have examples of mature Christians in our lives whose faith we can imitate and can help us continue in what we have learned and firmly believed. We can continue to let other people into our lives, to be open, to receive accountability, and this is one of the huge blessings and benefits of being in a church together. And this reminds me of verses that describe a close community where we can be vulnerable before one another and help restore one another from sin. In Galatians 6, 1-3, it says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. 
It, it says also in James 5.16, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So let's imitate the best of what we've seen from the mature Christians in our lives and practice a confessional life so that we can be clean vessels to continue to do God's work.